Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am Efa Abeo. That was Avery Sunshine. Let me tell y'all this real quick. First, before I get into anything, gather around, cop a squat, get you something to drink, some tea, some water, some juice. Come on, sit, sit, sit. Shit, it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. I've been up since 4.13 trying to find that song. I thought Lettucey sung it. And I am sitting here like I'm Googling. I'm on YouTube. All I knew is the Lord keeps blessing me. That's all I heard in my head from the moment I woke up. I'm in there doing my prayers. You know, I always start my day off with prayer, right? So I'm still trying to find this goddamn song. Fine, fine, fine. Can't find it. Let it see, don't sing it. Now I'm looking. You put it in in the Google. You put it in uh, iTunes. You put it inside YouTube. Nothing. Just a church choir. I said, that's not the song. That's not the song. Spirit say, one more time. I look on YouTube. And I put, the Lord keeps blessing me right now, right? And it comes up, Avery Sunshine. I said, you goddamn right. Avery Sunshine did sing that song. I'm talking about, I'm hearing the song playing, right? And I'm like, why is this song so important to me? Why is this song so important to me? Right? And it says, (laughs) it's just a... Over and over. Says, the Lord keeps blessing me. Don't you know it? Don't you know it? Right now, right now, right now. Every day of my life. Yes, the Lord is blessing me. Thank you right now. Oh, right now. Yes, he is. Right now, right now. Do you hear me saying, right now, right now, right now. The Lord is blessing me. Did you hear me say, right now, right now, right now? He is putting food on my table right now. He is putting clothes on my back. (laughs) The Lord is blessing me, giving me a peace of mind. Oh, he is right now, right now. The Lord is blessing me right now, right now, right now. Yes, he is. Do the whole song. It's just the Lord is blessing me right now. He says, He, thank you for keeping me through dangers seen and unseen. Yes, right now, right now. He deserves all of my praise right now. I'm not here to preach. I'm not here to tell you that God is real. I'm not here to do none of that. I always tell anybody I'm not a Christian. Not in the in the definition that most people see. No, I'm not that. Because it means that I sit high and look low and everybody, my religion is better than anybody's. And that, that definition, that I'm not. So that's why I say it. I'm quick to tell you, nope, I'm not a Christian. Because the Christians that are out here, majority of them, not all, majority of them, that are running around here saying that they are Christian, they put your ass underneath them. If you don't say that Jesus is real, they will dog you out. Put you in hell, blasphemy, what blasphemy? I remember when I was in the nail place 
And I said, you know, it's sad. I was telling one of the sisters, right? We was just talking. I was like, it's sad. You know, nobody ever speaks of leather. Oh, my God. This old lady was going in. Oh, you're going to hell. Jesus is real. Ma'am, I never said Jesus is real. I, I never said that. But making them black, making them... you. It's sad because we can go to the museum and we can find dinosaur bones and all of that. But we can't find nothing except a piece of sheet, a shroud from the ark. And that's it. When you go to the creator, the curator in the museum and you say, well, can I see things of Christianity? They tell you we believe in fact, not fiction. What? <laughs> Somebody talk about it. So they will put you in hell if you don't think the way they think. I'm, I'm being honest. One time I cursed out a whole church. I really did. I did. I cursed out a whole church because majority of traumas and stuff, right, stem from the church. The very, the very structure that's supposed to uplift you, put you in high praise, sad because, you know, religion is religion and man-made. And like they say, the deeper you go down that rabbit hole, the less you see of spirit or God or Jesus, the more you see is man and money. Well, I remember being in faith, right? And <laughs> I would have my hair laid. Every week I would go to the beauty parlor, get my hair laid, pressed, beat down, right? To be in church. And one day while I was going to get my um, GD, I was hanging around with these Muslim girls and I, I really wanted to stop getting perms in my hair. I wanted to just Stop. Stop getting processed. I got tired of paying all this money to get my hair done, weaves, all of that. Because I'm like, who am I impressing? Like, no, you know? And I remember, right, when we was all in church and they were all praying for a man. I said, I got a husband at home. I don't need to pray for that. And guess what? You know, because there was rumors and gossip and stuff about half of the women that was in there. They didn't have keys to their fucking apartment. They couldn't be friends with certain people unless you was above Jesus. You know, all of that. So those are the women I, I didn't be bothered with because God bless the dead. Craig, you know, I, the only thing that I could say that I was wrong with, but blessings to Sister Mars Jackson, is I told him, I said, I'm leaving you if you don't come to church. And that's what Sister Mars Jackson told me and him. A man would rather live in the wilderness than live with a cantankerous woman. You can't force nobody into religion or belief. You can't force them to church. Either they're going to come or they're not, you know? And you have to live that life to be the example for your family to see. You can't live a double life. You can't. You can't be one way out in the street and then a whole nother way when you are around in your family. And trust and believe, I did that. I know how that worked. I was smoking more weed than the Lord allowed. I'd be sitting outside cursing, fucking with people, all of that, right? I'm never a drinker. I, I smoked my liquor, so I wasn't a drinker. And then I'd be in church and, and judging people. So you can't be that way. Okay. So I one day I just got tired, right? So I sat with the girls. They were in the bathroom and they was teaching me how to rap, how to wrap my head, how to... Put a gay lay, because that's the name of it, a gay lay on my head. So, and they taught me, like, really quick. And I'm so used to using two and a half, three yards. You know, I'm not with the one yard. No, I like a full head wrap, 
right? And I would rap different ways. So I cut my hair off and I started locking it. So once it started, you know, you have that, you have phases of getting your hair locked, right? You you go go through the nappy, ugly phase. And that's why, no shade. You know, I, I think it's, I call it the stripping away, right? So you're, you're not, I don't care how much makeup you put on, you're not at that phase. So what I would do is wrap it up during the day, you know, um, and while I was outside. So once it started locking, right, it was still short, but it wasn't short, short. And I, first of all, I ain't ugly. So I go into the church and, you know, you would cook, you would help cook and stuff with the mothers and stuff of the church. And I had left my hair out, right? So I had locks, but I had it, you know, I had the, the, the material around my edges and I had my locks out. And the mothers of the church looked at me and said, you know, I was driving by and I saw all those nappy headed kids hair like yours. I looked and said, excuse me, hair like yours. I sat there and said, that's a shame. They need a perm. That's disgusting. That's dirty. I said, my hair is cleaner and healthier than anybody in here right now. It's a process. So I started, you know, educating, right? Wasn't enough. I was no longer able to, and this is where, not to, for most it's trauma, right? And abuse and what people put on people when they're looking for help in a religion or to find some spiritual guidance. I wasn't good enough to be an usher. I wasn't good enough to be on a choir. I wasn't good enough to do anything. Why? Because I didn't fit the criteria of having processed hair or having long hair or having hair that looked like theirs or throwing on a wig. I went natural. Now, mind you, my hair was clean. I stayed in New Tribe for them to make sure it was maintenance well. The first time I ever had locks. And, you know, I remember I left, right? I cursed everybody. I told them all to kiss my ass. They always could die. I didn't give a fuck, right? I did. I cursed them out. I'm not even going to lie. And I started writing. I started hanging around Ruby and Monifa and all of them. And we was following Queen of Fua and all of that. Now, we talking past 30 years ago, right? This is when Queen of Fua was in Brooklyn, doing everything out of her kitchen and her bathroom. And um, her kids were small, too. Um, they were younger. It wasn't small. They were younger. So um, I wrote a book called Healing From Within, right? Uh, I was a firm follower of Alana Van Zandt. I had the pleasure of meeting so many cool people back then. I used to hang down in the African Poetry Theater in Queens. Like, you know, we went through the rites of passage and all of that, right? So... I wrote this book called Healing From Within, and I was selling it, you know, on Jamaica Avenue, wherever I was sat up at, if I set up a table. So trust me, I didn't put my bones in. I don't care. Maybe on social media, y'all just meeting me. But back then, I was known as Imani Dada Alatenge, which stood for Faith Sister, God Will Help Us, right? And Swahili. And going through the rites of passage, you would go through these different 
uh, ceremonies to show you how to be a woman, a woman of stature, show you how to, a lot of it, I do believe, side note, they should bring this back, um, rites of passage, even for grown women. Why? Because it teaches you. It does teach you where the women would come and they would show you how to make baths. They, it wasn't a form of, oh my gosh, she violated me. She touched me. No, no. The women got together and they bathed you. They, you know, they taught you. They showed you how to cook in your kitchen. They showed you how to budget. You can cook whatever you want, but you learn how to budget your money. They showed you how to be a good woman. You should not be in the house and your man got to say, hey, babe, we need toilet tissue. No, your storehouse should be full already. Your house should be clean. Your house represents you. And majority of people, which I found out later on down the line, their house lets you know what mental state they're in, right? Because I was like, you know, back in the day when I didn't know no better, I used to be like, man, y'all some lazy, nasty bitches. But that's not the fact. Some people are mentally depressed. They are depressed. They have some some stick. To them, it's normal. It's normal to see your kids run around barefooted and have dirty feet. It's normal to have the guts hanging out your, your, your bed. In. It's normal to have a man lay up with you and, and all you do is wrench off. It's normal to have... Clo Listen, you're supposed to change with the seasons, right? Even though this is not this conversation, but still, you're supposed to change with the season. And whatever you don't wear, you throw away. You throw away. But you have some people that are really depressed. They really are. They need medicine. They need psychiatric help. But a lot of them don't want to. They will smoke weed right? And use that as their drug of healing. And it just makes them even worse for real, real talk, but I'm not a doctor. So, but anyway, the rites of passage program will help you to grow, grow into your adult womanhood. And you're a part of a sister circle of foundation. Blessings to Monifa, blessings to all of them, Ruby, all of them, because we were under them and we learned these things. So hence why when people go, oh my God, you do that? Yes. Oh, I never heard of that. Or I never did. You should have your cleaning supplies. You pick a day of the week. Man, some days I understand. You can have a mess. You're not going to want to clean up. You know, you may hurt your back. You may just get cramps, you know, the beginning of the month, whatever. But if your partner or whoever knows that, yo, this is how it is, guarantee you, they're going to follow suit because you are. My mother used to always say, you know, that the woman, you know, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Then when I got older and started, you know, following, you know, Lukumi, then there's a saying, you know, it's a, it's old dude. It's the needle that pulls the thread, not the thread that pulls the needle. So... When, like I said, back to the main topic of the Lord keeps blessing me right now. And I'm like sitting here like, why is that song so relevant? Like today, why is it relevant? Why? Okay, I, I know I'm blessed, but do you really know you're blessed? Do you really know you're blessed? Now, 
like I said, I want to touch on that a little bit of living double lives. When I would be in the church, for real, man, afterwards, me, Jackie, Mika, all of us, be out there smoking a blunt, all of that. But I love Sister Mars Jackson. How, how, you, you can't leave double lives. You either love one or hate the other or you keep on and somebody's going to embarrass you, right? Okay. And it did. You know, it did. It did happen to where you can't. You can't be confused because then your kids are confused. Your your partner is confused because you're living a lie. You're living a lie. So, and I remember when Sister Maris Jackson, she made this whole statement of a person that plays house don't deserve a house. And I took that and carried it with me for so many years. It's quick for someone to move in with you. It's quick for you to wake up with different people in your fucking home. I mean, you know, God bless you. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life, right? That's on you. And after this, I know I'm going to lose a few people. And God bless you because I'm not for everybody. I remember when a sister I knew, she was dating this guy. And, you know, he practically moved there. I would see his ass there every day. And I was like, wow. So it was Halloween coming. And I'm like, you bring in your daughter, right? Because, you know, I already knew him. But I was like, you bring in your daughter. So, because she loves to go all crazy on Halloween. You know, they love buying costumes and stuff. You bring in your daughter. He said, no, my daughter never come over here. Wait, what? Right? And she's sitting there. We all sitting in the kitchen. I said, okay, explain, because now I'm confused, right? Why? Is your daughter bad or, you know? He said, my daughter's not going to see me wake up to different women. My daughter's not going to meet somebody I'm not sure is going to be in my life. The only person my daughter's going to see me wake up with is her mother until the day I decide to get married. I looked at her and said, but he know your kids. He met your kids. He done laid in your house and all that. Oh, that's him. I don't care. I don't care. I don't need to meet his daughter. He said, you won't. He said, because I'm not guaranteed to be with you. You you the jump off. <gasps> now, I don't know about y'all. Jump offs is like a, a doormat. You know, I come in, wipe my feet, do what I need to do, and then I walk the fuck out. No questions asked. That's it. I'm just here to wipe my feet on you. That's how I see a jump off, right? So, I'm like, looking at her like, me, right? Me back then. We talking back then. Me back then would bust his ass and sent him on his way. The new me would have been like, "You are so correct." Bye, bye, bye. We we don't need to go no further. Bye, bye. And she still she dated him for a minute. She did. She dated him for a minute, and that was a norm for her. A norm. That was a norm for for a man to tell you just how he feels and how he see you and how he fuck with you. That was a norm for her. But outside, he was the love of her life. Oh, they did all kinds of things, all of this for her kids, did all of that. But you never had the pleasure of meeting his daughters. Now, I know some of y'all, that's okay. Uh-uh, he took care of mine. No, he didn't because she paid for everything. He ain't paid for shit. He paid for nothing. She went in the store 
And I tell you no lies, she went into Zales. Right? We there. This ain't he say, she say. She, we went into Zales. Right? Now, back then, I had a, I always had a problem with Zales. I think Zales is like the bodega of Diamond Districts. Right? So, okay. So, she went to Zales on Jamaica Avenue when it was open. So, you know, this is a while back. And she said, if you could afford to buy me a gift. Now, mind you, he's a bus driver. He could afford to buy a gift. She said, if you could afford to buy me a gift, what would you buy? So he had saw this little diamond, little tennis bracelet, right? You know, the little X's with the little diamonds, right? I think it was like $139. He said, I would buy you this. This look cute. So she asked the lady to pull it out, put it on her hand. She said, good, because you brought this for me. And she paid for it. I said, okay, so in my head, right? I'm thinking he gave her the money prior to, so she brought the gift, right? That's cute. Okay. Right? So, we are sitting in the kitchen, right? A few days later, and she's, you know, showing her bracelet off to Yolanda and them, and I'm like, yeah, that is so cute. So, he's standing, I said, you did good. He said, what do you mean I did good? I said, you brought a bracelet. He said, I ain't buy that fucking bracelet. I said, did you give her money to buy it? He was like, no, she brought that shit herself. I'm buying her shit. He was like, yo, I spend money on my daughter, my baby mom. Like, yo, my bills. He said, I don't buy, she buy everything. It's like, yo, she want me here. You're paying for dick? Okay. Some people do that. Some people do that. I got two pet peeves that pisses me off, right? This is why. I don't get involved in no one's relationship. This is why I stay in my lane, right? I stay in my lane. And I always tell people, don't ask me. Don't call and ask me about your relationship because if I know you, you're not going to like the answer. And majority of the times we're going to be friends. So don't get me involved. I can't stand for a man to move in with a woman that is on Section 8 or any kind of government assistance, and then you want to be known as the man of the house. I know you fucking lying. Stop. Take your free load and you just waiting to be adopted as orphanage back to where you came from. Be gone. And for a man to sit there and watch a woman be hungry, watch her kids be hungry, and go and get him something to eat while her stupid ass or these fucking kids are sitting there and they have to ask somebody else for money, I think that is the worst for me. I'm serious. I'm for real. But, you know, a, a sister told me that's a new norm. Like, I'd rather have a piece of man than no man. I don't care. I don't care. Taking you to the movies is not a come up. Taking you to ride around is not a come up. No shade. Like, you know, but to them, that's a come up. Okay, I don't have to take the bus no more. All right. All right. And I'm, I'm. When you're used to a certain thing or you're used to a certain way of seeing how a man is, it becomes that. I never forget, man, I'm serious. My father, God bless the dead. That's why I always say, yo, my pops was the man for me, like the man. I wanted a pair of sneakers, right? I was married. I wanted a pair of sneakers and I had money, right? And Craig had to work. So, and you know, my kids needed stuff and all that. And I remember coming down the block and telling my father, hey, yo, Pops, can I get a pair of sneakers? He said, I know you lying. <laughs> I said, what? Excuse me, sir? He said, I know, I know you lying. I said, well, he said, you have a full husband. You got a man living in your house. Yeah, he said, you shouldn't ask for anything. 
Nothing. Why is he there? I said, oh, shit. My mother looked, got up, went in the house, and that, that conversation went left, and that was it. I'm not saying that you won't fall on hard times. I'm not saying that maybe you will mismanage your funds. I'm not saying none of that. I'm saying if you are in a relationship, you shouldn't ask for anything outside of that. A man does three things, protects, provides, and please. It's not one. It's not maybe two. It's all three. But I'm not here to judge you. Like I said, the Lord keeps blessing me right now. Right now. And I am. I mean, besides the us fighting, that's the one thing I did not have to worry about. Because, listen, this is what it's going to be. This this ain't no, if I'm making sure your home is clean and I'm taking care of you, we take care of each other. That's how that is. I'm, I'm not, I'm not just, you know, my, my husband, God bless the day, would work, but I work too. I wasn't no stay at home. I'm just going to sit at home, mom. No, I had a fucking job. I worked. I worked at the Waffle House. We was in Atlanta. I worked at Fashion Sense. I worked all over. Candlesticks, like I would work. We we're not doing that. We're not. No, we're gonna work together as a team. I'm working. I'm not sitting home. Nah, player, that don't that that that's not what this is geared for. We a team. I so that's where I came from. My mom and father was a team. My mom worked at the candy factory. She worked at the airport. She worked at the diner. She was a barmaid. Like she worked. My pops was a um a musician. Then my pops went, he started working in the supermarkets, doing the, the custodial stuff. Like, he worked in the airlines. Like, nah, they work together. I don't know no other way. We working together as a team. It's a group effort. It's a team effort. Everybody pitching. Like, nah, we not doing that. I'm only in. If I get to come up, yo, the first one I'm going is home to my partner. Because why? When Craig got to come up, yo, I will never forget that day. They all came up with a come up. Him and all of them. It was like, yo, I'm going to the mall to get a pair of sneakers. He said, not me. I'm going home. He said, what? He said, yo, drop me off home. And I said, you not going to get no sneakers? He said, man, drop me off home. I got to go and tell my wife. And wherever I was, if I brought something for me, I brought something for my husband. He, wherever he was, he brought something for him. He brought something for his wife. We already knew the kids were straight. They were first anyway. Never fails. Monday through Thursday, everybody get to school, get your stuff together, lunch is packed, all of that. Friday, just eat all the leftovers. We have heroes, whatever. Saturday was kids' day. Family day. We took the kids wherever they needed to go. Y'all going to go. Y'all, we going to do. It's all about kids. If you come in and hang with us, you better have some kids. If not, yo, keep going. We'll see you another time. This ain't for you. This is all family oriented. Kids get to go everywhere. Sunday was me and his day. My brother, man, or Lisa would come, babysit the kids, or we'd drop them off at their house, and we'd go and spend the whole day. And the rules were simple. We didn't talk about past hurts. We didn't talk about past relationships. We talked about what we were going through now and things we want to see better in the future. But we just enjoyed each other's company. We did. Every morning, we would get up, and we had a chessboard outside. And this is where the, the trust factor came in at. 
and we'll have tea with carnation milk, right? The dog, tiger, and bam, and I'm going to have tea too. And we would, you know, play, have breakfast before the kids get up or while they're getting dressed. And we'll sit and make our move and talk about life and the things we wanted. And then we move on. So however I acted out in the street is the same way I was at home. My kids will tell you, even as adults, when they go, oh, she be frightened. She ain't all that. And they be like, nah, she really is. Like, if you're not going to go and throw yourself in a house, don't go to a house. Like, for real. This, you're just not going to walk in. No, it doesn't work that way. Oh, is she serious? Yeah, she is. Yeah. I can't live a double life. You either, you, you, you see it. Like, hey, but I always leave room for improvement. But like I said, the Lord keeps blessing me. I don't know about y'all, but I'm here. I'm here. I don't have much, but I ain't complaining. I ain't got fucking wealth. But I ain't got poverty neither. I don't have 50 million men. At my door. But I'm content with who's in my life. I don't have all the answers to the spirituality community. And all the things that's wrong. And all the things that are negative. Even positive. I do have my hope. My prayers. And my determination. And my consistency. I don't have masters. I don't have all of that crazy stuff that, you know, people hold in high regards, license and all of that. But I do have life experience. Some shit should have killed me. Some elevated me to places that I didn't think I'd never be. And I'm grateful. The day I die, it ain't going to be no ticker tape parade. The president ain't going to come and speak to... At my ceremony, I surely ain't going to have no goddamn Aretha Franklin ceremony or nothing like that. It ain't going to be 9, 12 hours where the body throw out. I ain't going to have that. I may have a handful of people to say, wow, she lived. Because we are in a place where we either live or exist. I've been existing for a long time. I'm learning how to live. And I'm grateful. I am. I've hung around people. That sometimes I look at myself and say, you were a fucking fool of hanging with them. And some people I do, like, wow, only if we would have did better or if we would have known or help would have been offered. I have friends that think differently, act differently, conduct themselves differently. And I have friends that you be sitting there saying, yo, you a real asshole. And sometimes I even ask myself, I ask them, why the fuck are we friends? Because nobody else likes you. And I'll be like, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> and we laugh. I got homeless friends. I got uh, friends that's in the nut house. And I have people that have more money than the Lord allows. As Melvin say, money longer than train smoke. And I'm forever grateful for the relationship with each and every one of them. I am. 
Some of them are not here no more. And I'm left to tell their story. Some of them I see on a daily or some of them I see sparingly. And it all works together good. And I have no complaints. Because I'm still here. I have a company that I built from my hands. And most people say, well, what's your company about? Now it's about teaching. Because I done did all that other stuff. I done made candles, oils, incense. I done dressed candles. I done made soaps and all of that. I did that already. I, I'm, I was 11 years before my time. I did that. I made candles, incense, when incense wasn't popular. Man, I would go and take trips to Brooklyn, to all over, finding essential herbs and, well, oils and herbs and making baths and oils and body wash and all of that. All of that. And I was set up in schools in front of my house, over by the laundromat. You used to be over there by the project before it became the video store. I, I would do that. And folks would laugh at me. They would. They would laugh at me. Because back then it wasn't popular as it is now. Folks would laugh at me. I was doing tarot card readings and, you know, people would laugh. Oh, shit. You, I can't believe that. Look at the psychic. Oh, my God. They would laugh at me. Now, when I sit back and see it, and I walk through Central Park, or I walk anywhere, 14th Street, anywhere, and I see people with tables doing readings, and I laugh and say, wow, growth, progress. And in some small way, I was a part of that. Because I would. I would set up a table. I was in bars and clubs reading with Kevin Ford and them back in the day in Atlanta. Right? Um, I would. I would sit in, in the club and, and do readings. You know? Um, I, I did stuff back then that now y'all do, and I just sit there and laugh. So, like people say, oh, but, you know, what do you do? I, I don't need to sell anything no more. I did that. And the beauty of it is, progressing. And I told y'all how I I am forever grateful for the lessons and the, the inspirations that I see from other people. And like I said, with Queen Latifah, she started off as a rapper and then she elevated and she elevated. And now y'all just pay her just to show up. Okay. No, I don't have Queen Latifah status. Don't get it twisted. I don't. I really don't. But I love to see the elevation and the growth. I did. I started off reading cards. Reading cards and the projects. Sitting on the divider in the projects or on the bench in 40 Park reading cards. Or sitting on my mother's step at 110.13.160 reading cards. To where I have read so many people from cops to rappers, I have. And I don't need to broadcast it or anything. I know those memories are with me for life. And whenever I walk in a room, that's Ifa Bayo. Hey, oh, yo, that's D, yo, what's up? That's the voodoo lady, what's up? And I keep it moving. 
There's no titles when you sit amongst people. There's no status. We all sit around a round table because we're all on the same level. I don't sit high and look low for nobody. When I walk in a room, I show up as me. Hey, how y'all doing? What's up, baby? Hey, Putin. Hey, what's up, Sugarfoot? And it's sad because most people are like, oh, you, you're disappointing in me. Why? Because I didn't do, babes, it's your time. I, I'm not in a rush. Are you? No. Okay, then. You'll get it done when it's time. I ain't in a rush. Oh, my God. No. What? 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 But I understand some of those people are not used to having people be genuinely nice. Because it comes with a price. Let me tell you what I learned yesterday. I was cooking. My grandson came over. I said, what you want? He said, no, I just came to hang with you. My grandson is uh, 14. I said, no, you don't just come hang with me. No, grand. I said, no, you come for a price. My grandson, I, and I'm going to be honest, he don't, he, he only coming around you because he wants something. He don't, he's not, my grandson Messiah would not just do something just to be doing it. No, it has to have something out the deal. At least he's honest with it, right? I said, no, tell the truth because you just didn't show up. You want your plate to be first. He's smiling. I said, yeah, you want your plate to be first. You want to get it before everybody else. So don't come over here saying, oh, I just want to spend time with my grandmother. Bullshit, bullshit. Stop. Stop. Be honest. And he's like, okay. Yeah, be honest. He got his plate and took his ass on home. I ain't see him no more after that. No more. That's it. He got what he wanted. He out. That's it. He he ain't coming back. My grandson is not a repeat offender. Let me tell you that part. Whatever he wants to get from you, he getting it, he out. You ain't got to worry about him maybe a few days later, a month later for something new. But if you ain't got nothing new, he ain't coming back. He don't need to see you. He got what he wanted. And that's it. I said, wow. But that's how most people are. I need to get what I want. I give you thanks. Thank you. I'm acknowledged. Hey, where you get this plate from? My grandmother. Yo, she cooked. Yeah, she, she made something. I got her. That's it. He ain't going to tell you, yo, go get you a plate. He ain't going to say that. You ask him where he got it from, he's going to tell you. And that's it. And he's going to go on about his business. That's all. He ain't coming back to be like, yo, can I get seconds? Or yo, nah, he got what he needed. And he out. He out. He don't need to be around you no more. That's it. Now, my other ones, they will come with you all day, every day. Hey, what else you got? 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 Extra in them. What else you got? What else you got? Not Sire. Sire will come, get what he need, and he is out. You don't have to worry about him. Now, I know some of y'all be like, well, that's kind of messed up. No, that's not. Because that's what majority of y'all do. And some of y'all are like the little ones. Going to keep on coming and getting and getting and getting. I put up a post about a young lady on how she felt that, you know, when you set up boundaries and you start limiting access with people and um, how it's lonely, how, you know, but you have to deal with it because those people will use you as a fucking suction tube. They will suck the life out of you. And she said, she's good with that. And I said, wow, that's that sums it up. Now, mind you, I, I'm not alone. I got family. I got friends, you know. But those people that will call you 
And they only call you when they want something. They don't say, hey, you good? Life is good? Okay. Just call and check up on you. That's it. I don't want nothing from you. I don't need to ask. But let me tell you how most people are, right? The ones that don't have access no more. Hey, Ifa, how you doing? I'm great. Oh, that's good. That's good. The weather's good. Yeah, it's good. Now, this is where I fuck up at. When they go, you're great? Yeah, I'm well. I hope you're well. Well, really, no. My boyfriend is this. Or no, my job is this. No, and this. And then comes the, do you think this is this? Do you think my ancestors should be this? Do you think, do you think? And I'm like, but damn, do you want to read it? Do you need some help? I mean... You know, oh, no, no, no. I was just checking on you. Unless you have something to tell me. I ain't got shit to tell you at all. At all. And, you know, people will. They will. They will get upset. And guess what? They, I'm telling you. You ain't got to hear from nobody else. They can kiss my ever-loving ass. How you doing? Because I already seen how people will use you. People will mimic you. There's um, a young man, right, named Boots Tarrant. And he's been making his own cards. He's been, you know, reading for people, all of that. And I commend him. I, I do. I, I sit and watch. I see his growth. I see how he's helped people, all of that. But I also seen the shade thrown at him. But at the end of the day, he gives zero fucks. Like, okay. But I also seen how another young person started duplicating everything that he created. That's scary, right? To duplicate and lie. And when I saw it, I was like, oh my God. Do you know how many people will use your name or use the stuff that you're doing? First, they'll talk about it. I ain't trying to be like her. I ain't trying. And that's what this young dude did. I'm not trying to be like Boots. I'm not doing that. But you were. And when they went through all the videos, because even myself, I ain't going to lie, I started seeing how he started mimicking anything Boots put up, this dude would put up a day or two later. Sometimes it wasn't even more than 40 minutes. And put it up. And started using words and started doing things just like him. Now, I understand, you know, you, you see someone, you're inspired, but now you're using it to get people and get money and you're not even following through on services. That's crazy. The doppelganger is what Boots called them. I said, yes, but you know how many people I've seen. Now, I'm going to go back when, and I haven't stopped Sunday's Best. But let me tell you how it's easy where the crowd will follow you. When you think, that's why the Lord keeps blessing me. When you think no one is following you, that's when everybody's following you. Trust me on that. So I will say, Candelo started it. He would put new readers on and give them a light, right? But he would read with them. So with my format, and I went and asked him. He said, you ain't have to ask me. I said, no, but it's out of respect. When you went into retirement, I grab, you know, the new readers and give them a platform. Okay. Now, first of all, I believe in the bread aisle. That, that, that whole story to me reigns true to me. It is a plethora of fucking bread on that aisle. 
Every bread is different. The prices is different. The quality is different. The ingredients is different. It's all different. So your bread and my bread is two different things. I'm not here to compete with you or anything. I'm here to give you a platform so everybody can see you, right? I'm not worried about losing anybody. I don't need to read behind you. This is your time to shine. Show the world who you are. That's the reason why I did it. Now, all of a sudden, everybody and their mother started highlighting readers. So me, as Spirit said, and no disrespect because all the ones that are in line to do their readings, to get on, it ain't stopped. But I, I'm going to always follow Spirit. Spirit say, back up. Let's see. Because see, the one thing they don't have that you have is consistency. So back up. Back up. Let's see. And everybody and their mother was putting new readers on. Hey, readers, readers. But now you don't see that. You see it sparingly. Because why? The Ifa Bell quit. Is she still doing it? What's the problem? Did someone say anything? And it's funny. So I understand what Boots is saying because the Lord is still blessing him. He's still getting blessed no matter what because of the souls and the, the people that he's helping, the authentic that he's coming. He's being his true self. He don't need your permission. He don't need you to be validating him. None of that. And there was somebody on his on his comment that said, who's initiated because I'm not understanding. He said, I'm initiated in every way possible. I said, all right, boo. All right. He said, do you need to see it? And the person said, oh, never mind. Oh, okay. All right. He's doing spiritual stuff. He didn't say anything about Oshun. He didn't say anything about Orisha. He's just reading, helping the squad, helping women. Helping women to find their way back. Now, he do. I've seen him deal with a lot of women that have been following him. Women that's dealing with depression, that's dealing with breakups, that's dealing with, you know, trying to figure out where they need to be in life. So there's a need for him. Because if not, he wouldn't have all of that. And all of them say the same thing. He helps them. That personal touch is amazing. And when I saw people doing that, people that's already established, right? It made it even more amazing to where I started doing it myself. And people was like, oh my God, you really answer back. Yeah. Personal touch. Any person that he helped, he personally either called them or wrote them or they video chatted. He learned about their life. That's amazing. Oprah does that. That's amazing. That's fucking amazing. So what did I do? That inspired me to say, wow, to to have that connection with people, right? To when they ask a question or they want to know more about your service, that personal touch, that, oh my God, I've been following your podcast. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. And it becomes very authentic, very beautiful, very personal, right? Because listen, when Rick Ross and them answered me, I was the deal ugly. When they answered me, I was in heaven. You couldn't tell me anything. I posted it for like shit, almost a month. Because it makes it feel like you heard me. You heard me. You you see the 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 resignation, the the just the, the touch of I I'm feeling what you're saying. I'm with you. I'm I'm there with you. I see the vision. I see what you're saying. And it's helping me. It's inspiring me up, encouraging me up, lifting me to do better. 
I don't need to mimic you. I don't need to be like you. I'm authentically me. I don't need, and do you know that even when I was saying I was going to write a, a book or I was going to do a calendar, I was doing all these things, folks would laugh at me and crack jokes and in the same breath, start doing it. I, I would laugh. I would laugh. And anything I start, I notice the same people, because it's not everybody, but majority of the people will either crack jokes about me or... They're mimicking. But the one thing that I definitely resonate with E.T., the hip-hop preacher, you will not outwork me. You won't. You won't. That consistency is a motherfucker. And that, because I, I don't know how to fold. I don't know how to give up. I don't give a fuck if I'm in pain on one leg, and I haven't done that. I was on crutches. I still showed up. I was in a goddamn neck brace. I still showed up. I, I'm not, well, you're not outworking me. Never, never. See, when she hit the fan, I, listen, I learned this from Jewel, right? Shout out to Jewel. I love Jewel so much, man. I learned that from her. I'm not a doctor. So whatever happens, I'm going to be in the waiting room just like you. I might as well finish what I'm doing. I'm not a judge. I can't release you. So guess what? They're going to keep me in the waiting room. I might as well finish what I'm doing. I am not an officer. I'm none of those things. I'm going to be in the waiting room just like you. So I might as well finish what I'm doing. Oh, my cousin died. My mother died. People die every day. What the fuck you think? We're going to be here forever? I can't bring them back. They're not Lazarus. I can't rise them from the dead. So let me finish doing what I'm doing so I can get my thoughts together and keep going. They dead. They got a permanent spot. They ain't got no rent to pay. They ain't got no bills to pay. They ain't got nothing. And I know some of y'all, damn, that's harsh, but it's reality. It's reality. They ain't got shit to do no more. I'm still living. I still have to take care of my responsibility. The fucking sun is still going to rise and set today and tomorrow. My black ass still got to get up and do. I still got to get up and put something out. I still have to. Why? Because I get paid off of this. So I still have to do it. Consistency. So, you want money? Yo, there's a saying in Atlanta. When I moved to Atlanta, there was a saying in Atlanta. If you don't work, you don't eat. Now, maybe that also helps a motherfucker out. Moving out of your state to see. If you don't work, you don't eat. You can't go nowhere else and be lazy. You got to get up and get that goddamn grind. When that shine come up, you got to grind. There's no days off. There's none. And when you start owning companies and start building a brand, ain't no day off. You can rest for a moment, but that's it. You won't get no days off. You still got to put in. Now, as I say, new venue, new thing. Do it during the day, and we move on. Ain't no more we going to hang out at night. We going to do this at night. Nah, nigga, nighttime is for the weary. Let's sleep. You can always watch it. It's videoed. It's recorded. We do that. But what we not going to do is stay up all night and be on there. That's not my platform no more. No. So there's changes. There's things that are being done. There is movement. There's progress. And I make sure I post it. Not to brag. And if you see it as bragging, then I'm not the page for you. But to show my accomplishments and show what, what you can receive when you start being consistent and you stay about your business instead of worrying about what's over there.
I ain't got shit to do with what's over there. And I put up a post too this morning. Every fight and every argument, do you really need to show up? Because what are you winning at the end of the day? I always ask people, oh, you don't understand. But what you winning? What are you winning? What are you getting? Is it getting you money? Is it getting you closer to your goal? Is it helping you? No. Then why the fuck do you care? Why are you over there? Why are you, why are you over there? You got a plethora of things to finish in your shit. Why are you worrying about over there? This ain't a commercial break. Sit your ass down. Finish doing what you're doing. Like, No. But we, we will place everything else above our responsibilities. But once again, the Lord is blessing me. And I'm grateful each and every fucking day. Don't get it twisted. I'm forever grateful. Even for the obstacles, the challenges, the betrayal, all of that. Because I'm a strong believer. You meant it for bad. But God flipped it. And I got a blessing from it. Oh, I got a blessing from it. And I'm forever grateful. I'm grateful. I'm forever grateful to say, yo, I took a, a podcast where I had just two listeners, Casey and myself. <laughs> and I'm still here. I took doing lives with five folk and two of them are dead. Three now are dead. Uncle Bay, my cousin Christine and Craig. And it was me and Dee Dee. That was it to where I get beautiful views and shares. I'm a part of the algorithm. Do you know when I got on TikTok and it was shout out to my daughter, Didi. She said, mom, you don't, you don't, you don't wear your welcome out on Facebook. Like, yeah, keep Facebook, but you wear your welcome out. Yo, I'm telling you going to be popular somewhere else. I was like, no, I don't know how to do it. She said, mom, I'm telling you going to be popular. In three months, I have, that was shit. I was blowing up. To where they said, listen, now you can make money off of it because you, you're being consistent. I've got a lot of videos, but I'm starting to. And I'm like, wow, consistency pays off. Even YouTube. I started, I went over there, I said, yo, I got 300. How can I make this? I'm almost at a thousand. I'm at 800 and something. Consistency pays off. It pays off. I don't give a fuck what someone says, what they do. God is still going to bless you. Because the vision he gave was to you, not to the world, to you. And trust me, if they gave you the vision, they give you the material and the clients. You just got to have faith. Trust and believe that. The vision, the material, and the clients. That's why he's going to keep blessing you each and every time. Listen to that song from Avery Sunshine. The Lord keeps blessing me right now. You're not bragging. You're not sitting there saying you're better than anybody else. You're not. What you're doing is saying, yo, I give thanks. I'm forever grateful because I see where I came from and I see where I'm going. And not everybody could go, but I'm grateful. I got a fucking ticket to go. How you doing? Remember that when as always, it's been a plum pleasing pleasure. And tune in. I love you. Thank you.